This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham, your host, and I'm so excited. I am here today with Teresa Lambert. Teresa, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm so happy to be here with you. So fun. Yay. (laughs) I'm so excited that you're here too. So today we're doing an Ask the Expert interview with Teresa. So let me guys tell you a little bit more about Teresa. So she's a best-selling author of Achieve with Grace, a guide to elegance and effectiveness in an intense workplaces. She's a business and success coach, speaker, and podcast co-host to Dissecting Success. We've met Blair Kaplan Venables, who's her co-host on that show already and on this podcast. So they have this amazing podcast called Dissecting Success. So Teresa founded her coaching consulting firm, Teresa Lambert Coaching Consulting, Inc. to coach women entrepreneurs and leaders to create the next level of success with more elegance and to create the impact, income, freedom they desire without struggle. So we're really going to dive into this today. So Teresa's background comes from over 20 years of experience in the hospitality industry. She lives in Whistler, BC, which is an amazing place. I was just there a few days ago and has recently, um, uh, her most recent tenure was at, as a general manager at the Nita Lake Lodge. She brings both the real world and proven applicable tools to support her clients. So Teresa's also been recognized as a leader in Whistler's profile of excellence, featured in Hotelier Magazine, Thrive Global, and Authority Magazine, and spoken at women in hospitality leadership events, including Empower Herm. So welcome, Teresa. Thanks for joining us. My God, thank you. I'm so excited to chat with you today about leading with more grace and leaving the hustle and the struggle behind because, yeah, I feel like that's the future. Let's just put that right in the front. <laughs> yeah, I agree too. I feel like this is the new, the new thing. You know, before it was like this hustle and grind, and like you gotta prove that you're working so hard. Uh, no, <laughs> now I think it's we need to prove that we're doing it efficiently, effectively, and without the struggle and that grace. I think is such a great, powerful world. So, how did you discover this in your business? And in your in your work experience to really want to bring this to something to the world and the rest of the women and entrepreneurs out there that are doing that hustle and grinding stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I grew up with that uh, you know, early bird catches the worm mentality. And that if you want to get somewhere in life and in your career, you're going to have to keep your head down and work hard and never give up and just keep grinding until you get to where you want to go. Which You know, it's not such bad advice. You know, I feel like that there is some parts of that that I can get behind. But so it's um, it brought me up to be a very ambitious, high achieving woman. And I was gung ho for my goals. And I'm very well known for the person that you go to when you want to get shit done 
fast. So that kind of became a bit of my brand and I was very proud of it for a really long time. I became a GM at 29, so super young of a luxury boutique hotel that was at the point um, not in the best um, state I would say, um, to say it in a nice way. Um, and so I took on that role. I had just seen a couple of GMs come and go in my time that I was there. Um, I honestly was like, this, I don't know like where this is going. Like I, I kind of thought, mm, I probably have about 12 months and then I'll probably get the X and I'm out. <laughs> Like I figured the likelihood of that was much higher, but I'm always being a person that when opportunities come, it's like, if you throw me a ball, I will catch it and I'm going to run with it. And I don't make it mean so much if it goes wrong. And that's something that now in entrepreneurship, I'm anchoring in more and more. Like I, you know, you got to be willing to fail in order to get it right. And so I took on the role and turns out I was really good at it, but I put everything I had into it. I was always switched on, like literally 24 seven, you know, in an industry too, that never sleeps, where there's high expectations, quick turnaround. Um, I got lost in the doing. And so about three years into that role, we were incredibly successful. The business was going, we've been doubling the workforce, like revenues were increasing, like at a rapid pace. Um, that was actually the year two where I first got, um, was part of an interview in Hotel Year magazine, which is huge for hotels, um, like huge, hotel GMs, yeah. like it's huge. Like, huge so if yeah. you're not familiar with that, that was like so big for me career wise, but I was really struggling at the point to keep it together. And, you know, in hospitality, we're taught that when there is a fire in the kitchen, nobody knows. So I became a master of like waking up, putting on a mask, you know, and just muttering through my day and just be like, no, I'm going to do it. And so the problem is the more you push against exhaustion, the more you push against your own, you know, energy and trying to keep up your own ridiculously high expectations that are really unrealistic expectations of yourself, the more resistance you create and actually the bigger the struggle gets. So while we're thinking that the more time we put in and the faster we do things and the more things we get done, the faster we're going to get to the other side of that, we're actually doing the opposite and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And so I burned out and part of the thing with burnout, and I didn't know this back then, I didn't even know I was burned out because five, that was five years ago now nearly, isn't that crazy? Time goes by so fast. Burnout wasn't a term that was really used a lot at all. Like now I hear it all the time and I'm like, oh, it, it's so funny because now I'd be like, oh yeah, I must be in burnout. But it's also become a bit of a fashion thing oh yeah I'm just burnt out and I think that's a really dangerous you know route to go down but very much for me busy was a badge of honor um you know I believe that if you're a successful person leading a large you know multi-million dollar organization with a big team you're just busy that's just the way it is right like that comes with responsibility and power and success and so the mindset you know that we're in 
at this level of success is really was something that made me feel really curious. And at the same time, I was struggling to, to keep it all together, um, you know, sleeping, but waking up feeling even more tired than when I went to sleep or not sleeping at all, like that tired, but wired feeling. And the worst thing about burnout for me is brain fog. So if you're listening and you've been feeling tired or you're forgetting things, like this was huge for me. Like I would have conversations with people and, you know, I still like hold, like I've let go of a lot of it, but I feel sometimes like, wow, like was I a good leader? And I believe I, you know, I know I still was because people tell me, but to some extent I would have conversations and somebody would leave the room an hour later and I couldn't recall a thing that we spoke about. So I was starting to wing things a lot and I'm not a wing it kind of person. Like I, I put a lot of effort and time and dedication into my work. It's the same with how I support my clients. So to not remember conversations, to forget things, like that was huge for me. And then the indecisiveness started to come in. And when you lead an organization or if you're an entrepreneur, you know, building a business to be indecisive, it's not a good place to be. You got to be able to make decisions. You got to be in the right mindset to make the decisions and you got to own the decision. And mm -hmm. when you don't have either of those three, you're really treading on, you know, like thin ice. And it's easy to start to make costly mistakes that take you way longer to fix. And so after getting to that place, losing pretty much like losing my passion. Like I started to resent my role and my job and, and blame a lot of people. Again, something else that comes with burnout. <laughs> and I just was like, how is it that I'm like at this place, right? Like what I thought was my dream career that I always wanted to do. I believed that I was going to be a hotel GM for the rest of my life, maybe work in other places around the globe, right? Like build boutique hotels or, or maybe ultimately you know, expand the hotels that this company had and, you know, create a whole fleet of beautiful boutique hotels. I mean, why not? Right. Like that's what I thought. And then I was pretty much there with opportunities everywhere and I didn't want it. I wasn't happy. I was like, you know, like I was just kind of like robotically going through life. Like you wake up, you, you like, you know, get yourself ready. You're like, okay, boom, like just put my like blazer on, like put the mask on, off I go through the day, rushing all the time, home, dinner, pass out. Right. And not it's just not much alive. Right? Yeah. There's not much of a life, nor is it very much fun. Um, now you said something at the beginning where you took the hotel that was doing okay to like, then it was super successful. So what part of your leadership skills do you think that really attributed to that part of the growth in it? Cause obviously you led the team to a very successful, uh, several years in there. So I would love to hear a little bit more about what you think that really makes it for our listeners that are listening to that are becoming new leaders and, and leading something, uh, you know, that maybe don't have leadership skills or haven't led anything before. What are a couple of key things that you can recommend that we really do as leaders to be successful? 100%. I think first up, the experience that you create for your team and for your clients matters a lot like a lot from the moment, you know, 
people come into your world to working with you in any capacity, whether it's a hotel or not, to leaving and then becoming return clients or referral partners or whatever it may be, you know, I think that that is huge. So really take some time to think about what's the experience that you want people to have? How do you want them to feel? And not just them, but how do you want your team to feel when they come in every day? How do you want to show up so you can help them feel that way. So I think that's really where it starts. And that's sort of, people are kind of at the heart, but when we think about people, we really want to think about experiences and the feeling and emotions we want to evoke in people because you're looking at a large number of people, right? Like we had, um, at one point we had about 180 employees, right? So how can we get everybody on the same page? So by agreeing that we want everybody to feel a certain way, that we want there to be a certain vibe when you come in and experience, right? Like that is a word that I keep coming back to even now over and over. Um, that is really huge. So this is where I would start. And then the next thing I would really say is look at your own strengths, right? Like I think this is where we often go wrong and we're also taught that, right? Like we're taught that if we're bad at something to focus on our weaknesses and get better at them. But I 100% disagree with it. If you're really bad at something, stop doing it. Hire somebody to help you do that, right? Like compliment your team. This is especially true if you're building a new team, like as a leader of an organization, hire people that are better at you at things that you suck at like let's just call it what it is right because this isn't about being the best and greatest in the room it's really about your ability to find the people that complement you so that we can all work together so but really focus on your strengths like what are your strengths what's already there what's already working and make that better right like make that better because there's always room for improvements in your strengths, but it's going to be, again, a much nicer experience for everybody else, including yourself. Yeah, um, that really helps you stay yeah. one step further away from that burnout too, by focusing on the things that you're good at and come naturally to usually are easier than the things that you don't know uh, you're not very good at it. <laughs> 100%. And that brings me to the last thing. And you just mentioned that, you know, I think it's important to have good boundaries and really define or redefine what success is to you. And really start to think about how do you want this to look like for yourself? Like, what's your vision for yourself as a leader? How do you want to lead? And if I could go back in time and did it all again, that's something that I would have really spent a lot more time in because I was focused on the people and creating the experience and the feeling and focused on the strengths and that worked really well. But I had no boundaries and I had no vision on how I actually wanted to lead um, other than that I was proving myself and that was the, the thing, right? But that's not really a vision. <laughs> that's just... Um, default autopiloting. But so when you really know that and when you have the boundaries and when you sort of redefine what success is, you know, not just in your leadership, in your career, but also what, what would success look like in your life, in your family, in your health, and take that holistic approach, you're like, oh, okay, here's a few things I need to do. And this is what I got to start doing every day to move myself closer to getting there. Absolutely. So as the words elegance and grace have come into this conversation, 
in terms of leadership, what does that exactly look like? Yeah, I think one of the biggest skills that I find we can have as leaders and that I would always encourage people to work on is your emotional intelligence, right? And what it really boils down to, and that's where that elegance piece comes in as well, I find, and the grace is that we've got to be able to respond and not react. And that starts from the moment you get up as you lead, you know, your team as things come up. Because the thing is, and in hospitality, like it's pretty intense, like a hundred things can come at you at the same time, you know, like a sprinkler goes off in a room and we're sold out and we're trying to fix that. And somebody else has a problem and emails going off and some team has a conflict and like, booking system goes down, like literally this could happen like in a 10 minute span of time, right? So you've got two choices, really. You start reacting to everything and it's frantic, right? And then you're like in this reactive mode that makes you feel like you're behind or you learn to respond and to step back and to be like, okay, We've got all of this understanding that even though that's stressful and even though you might find it frustrating that those things are happening, right? To be able to understand that you have an emotional response and still be able to make decisions from the part of the brain that has the intellect, the logic, that is something that I think is is at the root of this. Because when we respond, we you know, we show up very differently, very differently. And we start to be able to actually make better decisions and solve problems faster than when we react. Right. It's not so frantic when you respond and take take a breath first. <laughs> no, it's a lot easier actually. But it's, you know, I think for a lot of people, right? It's like, you feel like you have to like act fast. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, we've sure. we've sort of put this like quick response as quick, you know, as fast as you can handle something, the better we've put this on this pedestal. But the thing is that by slowing it down, mm-hmm. stepping back, taking a breath, really like giving yourself a minute to like understand, OK, where where am I at right mm-hmm. in this moment with all this happening? And then sort of taking yourself out of it for a moment and just looking at everything that's there, even as like, if it's a movie that you're watching and you're like a few of it and you're like, okay, what am I going to do with all of this? You're actually able to address it faster, even if it takes you 10 minutes before you make a decision, right? Instead of just doing this and be like, yeah, we're going to do that. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, realized you just made it worse. Yeah, that didn't work or whoops, <laughs> that made it worse. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's interesting because I think this is, um, we especially when you and I both live on the West Coast of Canada and it's a very much uh, be proud of your hustle and like over, there's a lot of overachieving, even the weekend activities like, oh, I hiked the cross kind and I did this and I did this and I did this. you know, we've come from a culture, especially over here in Western Canada, of like that hustle and grind and it's a badge of honor as you said earlier like you know when you're hustling that good so what are some steps that we need to start to take as uh you know starting with ourselves first to really be able to integrate uh more emotional intelligence and slowing down to get more results and this is a great topic is something i'm actually doing in my own business as well is slowing down to plan further ahead look you know slowing down to speed up and it's it's actually 
it works as much as you know people are afraid to think of or I know I was afraid to slow down because I would miss out on some things but actually the slowing down has been really successful so any suggestions any tips around this kind of topic of switching from the hustle and grind to the slowing down to move forward yeah, hundred percent. And you you mentioned something where we really want to start with because you just mentioned that you were you know telling yourself that like you're gonna fall behind if you slow down, right? And that is what I call a story. Some people call it beliefs or paradigms or you know like name it what you will. I like calling it a story because I'm a big believer that when we look at life as a story that we're writing, we always get to take a pen and rewrite again, right? So the first step is to really start looking at everything that you're doing and starting to see where am I telling myself that, you know, I have to do more in order to get ahead. Or if I slow down, I fall behind or busy means I'm worthy, right? Like there's, there's themes that you will start to see coming up in your life. And so the first step really is start to notice what are you telling yourself? right? What's the thoughts that come up? What are the things you say when somebody asks you how you're doing? Like start paying attention because I remember when people used to ask, ask me how I'm doing, I was like, yeah, I'm great. I'm just super busy. Like I probably would say that like 50 to a hundred times a day. Yeah, I'm great. Just busy. I'm great. Just busy. Because when you're saying like anything that you say, anything that you're thinking actually wires in your brain so subconsciously, you're going to make decisions that are going to confirm that that experience that you're telling yourself is true. Okay, this is how messed up this is, but this is how our brain works. I do a lot of mindset stuff, even in my business coaching, because it's so important. But we've got to get clear on what are the stories that we tell ourselves and then what's our vision, you know, where we're heading. And same thing, you said, you know, we slow down to, to plan ahead. And it's really important to know where we're going, because once we know that, you can actually take action with intention. And intention is something that I'm huge on. I believe that we can do less and accomplish far more. And there is, you know, things like the Pareto principle, 80-20 rule. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's really amazing. But ultimately, what it says is that 20% of what we do yields 80% of results, which also means that 80% of what we do, do only yields 20% of results. So as far as I'm concerned, as an ambitious, high-achieving um, woman and entrepreneur, that means 80% of my time I'm wasting. So how can I make sure that I get clear on the 20% that yields 80% of the results and focus on the 20%, not on the 80%, right? And that's how we're actually able to take action and do things in our business, in our careers as leaders that really move us forward instead of hustling mindlessly and doing everything but getting nowhere, which is what you see a lot and a very easy trap to fall into especially when you tell yourself that the more you do, the more you get. Mm -hmm. So you see how this works together. And then the last step that I would sort of say is check in with your energy. And I think our energy is such a brilliant guide, right? Like what lifts you up? What do you do in your business that lifts you up? What do you do in your career of your leading teams that lifts you up? What do you do at home and with your family and your relationships that really lifts you up, that gives you energy? And focus on doing more, again, of the things that give you energy and start to notice the stuff that really drains your energy. You know, where are you wasting hours and hours doing something that 
you really don't like doing. I'm going to be the first one to admit accounting and bookkeeping is one of those things for me. So the first thing I did, like literally, I was clear from the beginning in my business, I'm going to be having a contractor to do my accounting for me, to do my taxes for me, to make sure that everything is in order to go through it every single month. And I will review it. Like I reviewed massive <laughs> balance sheets and financials for the hotel, but, and I don't have a problem reviewing it, but I don't want to do it. So, because That's it drains my energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so these are the three things. So really get clear on the stories and set a vision, take really intentional action to move you towards where you want to go and have your energy check-ins, like always bring it back to, what brings me energy, what takes it away and, and then focus on what gives you energy and just start to notice how you're going to work less and how you're going to yield more results and faster than when you were going 180. And that to me is like the most incredible thing that I've ever experienced and I always laugh because I say like the doing isn't my problem. The being is where the work is for me. And it's it's ongoing because I love to be busy. I love to do stuff. But um, yeah, I, I catch myself and then I'm like, okay, do I really need to do this right now? Or do I want to just play golf or, you know, go for a walk and rejuvenate? Because when we show up, with our energy, when we show up really feeling amazing and feeling good, the confidence that you bring to your role, the ability you have to make decisions, your leadership, the way other people respond to you, right? The leadership presence, like people always talk about executive presence and being memorable and inspirational. How do you be that? It's when you are actually fully owning who you are and you're like, energized and people feel it right like people feel it instantly like you can't bullshit your way to leadership presence and energy and and actually you know holding larger capacity of what you can hold as a business owner leader entrepreneur even at home <laughs> yeah so, you've shown up disheveled huge. and stressed out in last second and like you know yeah, that's that's a good clue, right? That's a, a good indicator. You need to slow it down, take some time. And so Teresa, this has been so fascinating. I love having this conversation because it's so relevant and it's so important right now, especially after this year that the whole world's had. I think it's forced everyone to slow down just a little bit, but I see how we're ramping up and getting into that. It's back to normal hustle and grind again, which we want to pull back and go through some of those steps that you have suggested for us. So you have something called the living room. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the living room is super fun. This is actually a project that I've been working on for probably seven months and something I always wanted to offer. So throughout um, the year, most months, I offer free masterclasses or workshops um, that you can come to on anything from things around emotional intelligence, goal setting, achieving with grace, um, to coming up things around selling with ease and, and running masterclasses and launching your programs. And so it previously to two weeks ago, you were only able to get replays of these free masterclasses 
if you purchased one of my um, programs that I ran. But now I actually have a space where you can come in, which is called the living room. And I was really inspired by a living room being a place where we gather and we can be inspired with things that we do, whether we're reading books. And so inside the living room is a collection of right now, five transformational workshops and masterclasses that you can dive in right away. Um, I continuously add things, including links to um, podcasts that I've been on that I've shared um, some wisdom in. And I will also have some really fun guests coming in soon where you can get even more content and inspiration to build your business, build your career with ease and grace and elegance and so yeah it's a free space um i'm sure you'll be posting the link so come join it check it out dive into what's in there and um yeah if you're part of it you also have access to really cool exclusive offers that i don't um have anywhere publicly announced so that's another awesome. little bonus yeah it's really it. fun yeah and so where you guys can find out more information about that obviously we put the link in the show notes but it's also i the Teresa Lambert, co- or, sorry, Teresa Lambert coaching.com forward slash the living room. So go check it out on her website. Seems like a, such a cool place and great, such a great idea. We can go and chill out and get some really great uh, master classes and see some really great things that Teresa's put together for you there. So Teresa, I want to thank you so much for being here today. You are such an inspiration and all, you know, we want to start leading our lives with more emotional intelligence more grace. We want to achieve more with less stress. And I love your, I just love, I love what you're about. And I love that this achieving with grace is such a, such a a forward moving goal, or, you know, it's it's a pathway that we can really follow. That's going to change our lives and change our success. So thank you for all that you do. And, uh, you know, that effectiveness and elegance is so important, especially you're in a crazy workspace. So, uh, Teresa, you're amazing. And I just want to thank you for coming on here today and our audience, make sure you reach out to Teresa. We'll put links all to her website and all her stuff, but the main place you can go and check her out is TeresaLambertCoaching.com anywhere else. And also don't forget to check out her podcast with Blair, the uh, dissecting success, which is all over all the major platforms you can do. Any last words, Teresa, before we let you go? Thank you so much for being here. No, I'm just so excited. Thank you for helping me spread that message around achieving with more grace and elegance. A lot of people told me I'm crazy when I went into this thinking that who wants to lead with elegance and grace and that nobody is going to um, resonate with that message. And uh, I wasn't listening, of course, because I don't tend to listen um, to other people (laughs) unless I really want to. And turns out it is the thing that we could really use more of and more leaders that bring grace and elegance back into the workplaces, into their businesses. And, you know, let's build empires with ease and, and create a different world where burnout is a blast from the past. Love it. Awesome. Amplify you. Family, did you hear that? Burnout is a blast from the past. I love that. We're going to end with that note. Teresa, thank you so much for being with us. Amplify you, family. Go check out Dissecting Success to Teresa and Blair on iTunes and all your major platforms out there. Until next time, stay out there. Your uniqueness is your genius. Amplifying until the world is ours. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Teresa. 
Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.